Hello friends, good morning once again. Welcome to another live session of the Potter's Gate Online Broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips, Oluwakade Aikintola. I want to especially welcome you to our Beyond Devotional segment. I believe the Lord this morning once again to proceed further in the reality of that which the Spirit of the Lord is unveiling and revealing to revealing to us in this uh, uh, new day of our spiritual advancement into the heart of the Father and that which he has ordained for us. We're dealing with some very practical concepts that will allow us to be able to effectively minister in accordance to you know God's divine plan and purpose for our life and I'm so excited Thank you for connecting. I'm so excited that the Spirit of the Lord has allowed us to continue to look into some of the most important aspects that deals with areas that may stop or frustrate our journey as we can see. One of the beauty of life is that we can learn from others. We can learn from what we see happening around us and see that we correct those things in our own personal life and uh, it's so easy for us to look around and and you know and see what has hindered what has stopped what has frustrated the movement and the advancement of others from you know connecting to God in such a way that their life becomes a true you know reflection of that which the father desire and those are some of the things that we are looking into and we're hoping that the father will allow us to continue all right to you know to look into his word and obviously look into our environment and continually adjust ourselves until we're able to reflect that concept of life that brings glory and honor to him Father, we want to thank you this morning. We bless your name for your goodness, mercy, and love. We thank you for truth. We thank you, Father, for the life that we have in you. We thank you, Father, for the hope that we have in you that once again we have come to you this morning. <clears throat> Knowing, oh God, that it's you that source, that resource our life. It is you that empower us. It is you that enable us. It is you that gives us the capacity and the mobility, yes, to continue to represent you in the earth. We thank you that you have found us and you will continue, yes, to walk on us until we become that worthy vessel. Yes, Father, I desire this morning. My desire this morning is that everyone, oh God, who connects with us, who Align with that which your spirit is showing us <clears throat> and emphasizing for this brand new day. That will, they will continue to be configured, oh God, and, and aligned to that understanding of your divine standard. So that when we stand and speak, we can truly represent you. We can truly live a life that glorifies you in everything that we do. Thank you so much, Father. We bless you. Thank you for those that are listening. Thank you for those that will be connecting. Thank you for those that will be watching, oh God, this morning. We just thank you for your ministry, your life, your truth, your light, oh God, that will continue to illuminate us, oh God. We bless you. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'm just going to go straight right into the word. We have been dealing with the concept of soul food, meaning that we, we want to understand, all right, the things, or if you will, the meals, the food that is required for our soul in order to be able to grow, develop, amen, and connect with God's intention. One, secondly, 
We also want to find principles in the word of God like we've been looking at Hebrews chapter 4. All right? It says Hebrews 4, 12, that says all right, the, the word of God is alive, is quick and powerful. All right? Sharper than any two-edged sword. The word amen, has the power to divide, to separate all right, the soul and the spirit. We've been looking into that and we want to thank God that the Father has continued to enable us to understand, amen, that there's a big difference between, you know, the soul life and the spiritual life. Okay, one of the lies of the enemy is that, okay, we've, we've, we, we have assumed, it's, 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 it's allowed us to live in that position of assumption where we are acting by, you know, by the operations of the soul and we believe that it's actually the spirit. So one of the things the Spirit of God I mean, is allowing us to, to, you know, to, to, to discover and to clearly understand in this season that we live in is to be able to separate I mean, the activities of the soul I mean, from that of the Spirit. All right? As we do that, we're also walking on, we're believing God to continue to empower us, to enable us to walk on the activities of our soul such that, amen, the soul is able to surrender and submit to the authority of the Spirit. That's a good thing, amen, that we want to do. And we believe the Lord that he will continue to give us, all right, grace and capacity, all right, to, 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 you know, to do this and not to give up. Because one of the things about engaging with, the, with, you know, with our faculty is it has to be a continual thing. It has to be a constant thing. It has to be something that we do on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis because like I, like I, like I shared some time ago, the soul, the soul is very, very you know, uh, 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 you know, deceptive, very cunning. I mean, the soul can easily switch without you even knowing it. You can be walking in the spirit and the next minute you find yourself all right, doing things, saying things, all right, thinking things that are contrary all right, to, 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 the, to the standard, to the you know, uh, requirements of the Lord. So we have to, because the soul has been ruling for, you know, for donkeys of years, the soul has been in charge of, you know, of, 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 of many lives, all right? The soul has been on the driver's seat. So what we want to do is to depose the soul, amen, from that driver's seat and say, so, well, you are not supposed to be the one driving. The, the spirit ought to be the one guiding, leading us, amen. We are spirit being and we are in agreement with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is not just a thing. The Holy Spirit is God, amen. The Holy Spirit is God and is here, you know, and to enable us, to empower us, to allow us to be able to live the life, amen, that will glorify God. So we will need, amen, the ministry of the Spirit of God in our day-to-day, hour-to-hour walk with the Father. We need to constantly, regularly bring our mind, bind our soul, thoughts, you know, faculty to his staying power so that we can live a life that glorifies him in everything we do. That is something that we believe the Lord will continue to give us, amen, grace to do. So as we continue to deal with this concept of soul food, amen, we need to constantly, amen, uh, detox ourselves, regulate ourselves, bring ourselves under the divine authority, bring ourselves under the divine leadership, bring ourselves under the divine guidance of the Spirit, amen, not allowing ourselves to be led astray by pride, amen, by arrogance, by envy, by carnality, you know, all these things that, you know, are, are hindering us. And I'm going to look at a scripture this morning. Um, maybe I should start with that scripture. Oh, thank you, Father. We bless your name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We honor you. We give you glory. We give you glory. 
I'm going to look at first um, Peter. One of the things that I will encourage you to do if you really want to grow in your work with God, particularly in the area of, you know, uh, uh, your soul faculty is to study the book of Peter, First Peter, Second Peter. All right, study this book, study them, you know, carefully and meticulously, and you'll be shocked, you'll be surprised the things that you're going to learn. All right, from, you know, from this book, because you know, I, I think the Lord really download the revelation of the operations of the soul. All right, to our you know to our brother Apostle Peter, there's so much that he said. All right, in his letter that will help us. I mean, I was just listening yesterday and just reading through some things. It's amazing, you know, the principles, the 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 the, the way Peter, you know, sees into the soul, the the, the way he had understanding into the the nitty gritty, into the operation, into you know the structure of how the soul operates. And I think those are. You know, things we've got to find out. Like, if you really want to understand the fallen nature, the fallen human nature, and the way, amen, the Lord, amen, has designed or ordained our soul, amen, to be saved, then you need to also read the book of Romans. I mean, some of these things I'm hoping and believing God that will be able to really expand on them because we, we, we cannot, we cannot, uh, uh, we cannot go further in the things of the Lord if we don't take time to study, to look into this concept, amen, and allow the Spirit of God to, to, you know, to speak to us, to, you know, to give us insight, inroad, and breakthrough in these things, or else the enemy right, will, will continually use, amen, this falling, you know, uh, uh, operations of our personality, all right, to stop us, to hinder us from advancing into in the enemy knows when to when to attack. He, he knows when to come. He knows when to send. You know that temptation. He knows, he knows. He, he, he knew when to attack Jesus. The Bible says after Jesus fasted, you know, for forty days and forty, the the tempter came to him. No, the tempter did not come before or during his his fast. The tempter came just after his fast. So while we think, yes, we are there, we've attained that level of spirituality, we just had a spiritual breakthrough, you know, the easiest point, the easiest part when people really get defeated the most is when they just had, you know, a major spiritual breakthrough, when they just maybe finish praying, they finish fasting, you know, you finish preaching if you're a man of God, you know, time of spiritual breakthrough always open a door for vulnerability if we are not careful, if we're not, you know, uh, 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 um, precise in, in, our, in our walk with God. All right, let me read uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to read 1 Peter chapter 2, all right? I'm hoping and believing God that, you know, those that will be listening, that will be, you know, making use of this material, that they will meticulously take time. All right, to study these things because these are things that personally has worked for me at least to this point. All right, but it's not something that you can say, well, you you've got victory in it. It's it's a continual it's a continual thing. All right, we'll have to live this life. We'll have to continue on this path until we finally see our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, we will never get to a point in our walk with God when we think, yes, I have mastered this thing. No. We don't, we don't master it until we finally see Jesus Christ. We have to daily subdue the flesh. We have to daily bring, amen, the operations of our soul under the governance, under the authority, amen. We have to daily, daily compare. 
compel the soul to surrender, to submit, amen, and to yield to the authority of God. It, we have to do it. It's our responsibility. And I'm going to show you this morning, all right, that it's your responsibility just as it's my responsibility, all right? The enemy really doesn't care that, all right, you are able to do X, Y, Z spiritually or that you did some powerful thing, you know, yesterday and that you, you walked on water yesterday. Guess what is going to come? The Bible says even after Jesus, amen, after Jesus was tempted by the enemy, the Bible says he left him for a season, meaning that he was going to come back. This enemy that we're, that, that, you know, that we're facing or that is challenging us never gives up. He never gives up. He wants to see all right, that we, we get you know, crippled, we get developed, amen? we don't advance in, in our work with God. And therefore, our, our, our assignment, our ministry to creation is frustrated. But we say no. We say we will advance. We say we will bring forth. We say we will do the will of God. We are saying that we will carry out, amen, the intentions of God for our life, amen, for our family, for our community, for our city, for our nation, for our generation, amen. We are the one that the Father has chosen, and we will give him the journey. We will allow him to continue to speak to us, to continually guide us and lead us and teach us. We will allow the word of God to instruct us. We will allow the word of God, amen, to teach us. We will allow the word of God to minister to us and we will respond in obedience. We will not be heady. We will not be proudful. We will not be proudful. We will not allow carnality and flesh, amen, to, you know, to, to have you know, the, the, the final say, the last say of our life. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, read yourself. I like this. That, that was, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a phrase that you know that jumped to my eyes yesterday. It says, "Read yourself, therefore, read yourself of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind." It says, "Therefore." So, so something amen, has been declared. So this is the conclusion of what you know Peter is 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 saying or is introducing to the church. It says, "Yes, I know you are living in a difficult time. You're living in a you know challenging time. You're living all right. You've given your heart to Christ. There's so many persecution trials here and there. But this is what I want you to know for you to be able to overcome in this activity, in this plans, in this works of the of the, of the enemy. I need you, Amen." To do this thing after you've given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, I need you to do something. I need you to get rid of every malice. One of the things that we know today stopping, hindering, crippling the advancement, amen, of the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen, are all things locked up in the human soul. And one of them, amen, is malice. Malice means that you know you, you don't talk to others, you don't commune with others. Thank you so much for connecting this morning. You don't talk to others. You don't, you don't interact with others. You live in malice. It says, therefore, therefore, get rid of malice. Malice, you know, to, to, to abo malice means that you think, all right, that you're better off than others, all right? You think those people do not worth, or, you know, your, 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 your communion or your relationship. And I tell you, there are certain people in our life that you want to stay away from them. But while we stay away, amen, we must trust as much as possible not to have a malice in our heart. It says, therefore, 
get rid, rid yourself, strip yourself. Amen. These are things that are locked within our soul. Like, I, like I've been saying, it's easy, all right, to say, well, I'm born again. I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. But then you still have your own preference in, in terms of what you subscribe to, in terms of character, in terms of behavior, in terms of, you know, belief system. All right, you still you still unpick, you still cherry pick what you're gonna do, what you're gonna accept of the things of God. Peter is saying, if you are gonna go on with God, if your spirituality, if your walk with God, amen, if you're gonna mature, because the next word that he he began to explain deals with concept of development. But it's amazing to, to you know to to you know to note that the first thing all right that 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 he highlight here amen as we plunge ourselves into the journey of spiritual development is to get rid of things that can stop us from growing to get rid of things that can hinder us from developing from coming into that reality amen of maturity it says therefore I'm reading first Peter chapter 2 verse 1 it says it says therefore read yourself of all 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 kinds of malice read yourself of them and all deceit come on you know what i'm talking about that I mean the world thrives the, the world thrives in deception in fact the the, the, the concept of of, of the world's prosperity, the concept of human, you know, uh, 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 you know, humanistic development is all built around lies and deception. If if if, if that thing is not shrouded on deception, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't sell. Right? People don't want it. They don't like it. So deception has become part of how we live our life. All right, saying things that we don't mean, amen. Talking about things that we know that are not true, all right. We live our life, amen, in deception. It's a get rid of malice, all malice, amen, and deceit, deception, and hypocrisy. I'm reading scripture here. I mean, Peter is highlighting things that the Bible calls defiles a man, like we looked at the scripture yesterday. Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles the man, but what comes out. These are the things that comes out of us. Malice, hypocrisy, deception. He said, get rid of malice, all deceit, hypocrisy. Then he went further. He said, envy. I mean, we can begin to define this these characters this you know ungodly characters one by one and we see how toxic these things are to our life how many how many people do we know today all right that are living in malice that are living in deception that are living in, in hypocrisy that are living in envy all right that are living in slander i mean is this this is a book addressed to christians this this is a book that was addressed to the church it says, get rid of slander. You know, when you slander somebody, basically you 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 are destroying that person. You want that person to fall. You want that person, amen, to stumble. You are painting that person bad, amen. You know, you know, in the presence of others, it's less slander. A lot of people are, are you know, are, you know, are, you know, you know, are guilty of these things. At this this character, it says slander. Get rid of slander. And every and every kind of evil. Get rid of slander. Let's get rid of slander. Let's get rid of envy, malice, deceit. All right. Then in in in, in verse two of that scripture, it says like newborn babies. It says like newborn babies. Crave the pure milk of the word. Excuse me. It says, like newborn babies, 
I'm just trying to get to the next book. Yes. As newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. Pure spiritual milk. It says so that by it you may grow in your salvation. Now growth, spiritual growth doesn't just happen because right, we listen to the word of God or we pray and all that and we made it. No, it starts first of all by making sure that the place that right, will we'll, we'll receive the pureness of God's word, the pureness of God's truth is cleansed, is purified, is, is, you know, is rid of malice, envy, slander, all right? hypocrisy, deception. It says, as newborn baby, crave the sincere milk of the word, amen, that you may grow in your salvation. Now, to me, I find, I find that very, very interesting. Because uh, why we crave, why we long for, why we, why we want all right, spiritual growth, why we want spiritual you know, things to happen in our life, yet we have on the other side, amen, things that are hindering, things that are stopping, things the enemy all right, has placed there to make sure that we don't succeed in our spiritual work. And I think those are the things that we need to look at, we need to deal with, amen, and we need to, in fact, get rid of if we are if we must amen, spiritually mature. And I think if there's anything the Spirit of the Lord is emphasizing in the days that we live in is that Christians, believers, must mature. We must come to a position of spiritual maturity. And maturity means that amen, our our you know emotions, excuse me, our intelligence, our faculties, amen, are brought under the influence, under the authority, under the leadership of the spirit. And the, the, you know the, the interesting part is that he says we must do that. This is not something that you know the Lord, amen, will do for us. He said you must you must read yourself. You must get rid of this character. It is something we have to do. And this is the point that I've been making in the past, you know, one week there about that we've been dealing with this thing, that there are, there are responsibility. There are things that the Father will have us do by ourselves. There are things that the Lord has done for us. Amen. And there's, no, there's nothing we can do about those things. Those are finished, perfected work. But there are things that we have to. We have to respond to, amen, issues that deals with our life, our character, our belief system, our behavior. We will have to do those things. We will have to remove those things out of our life because if we don't, they will remain there. Yes, they will remain there because those things have built strong goals. They've built, they've built wrong belief system. They've built falsehood. They've built, you know, ungodliness. They've built all kinds of things within our mind. But for us to for us to move on with God, we have to, that's why it says, cast down. We have to cast them down. Here, you know, Peter is saying you need to get rid of them. You know, Paul will use the terminology, cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts themselves above the knowledge of God. I want to read another scripture this morning. I want to read Galatians chapter 5. Mm. In Galatians chapter 5, I see where Paul begin to contrast, you know, the two characters, the spiritual character, you know, and the carnal human character. So let me take it from verse 16, because this will then give us another, you know, uh, perspective and, 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 and context to what we're dealing with. Remember, we're dealing with, you know, how our soul can come into divine agreement, into divine alignment with the will of God. We're dealing with something that will allow us to be able to walk with God in such a way where, 
We won't have to struggle with our with our life. We won't have to struggle, amen, with making you know decisions that will benefit us. Uh, we won't have to struggle with issues, all right, that many people are struggling with. And in fact, when they make this those decisions, they falter because, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the 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 reality is that they have not done the things that they need to do in order to be able to make informed decisions, in order to be able to have a consistent, continual, you know, walk with God such that, amen, they are able to overcome whatever hurdles, whatever, you know, a, 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 a hindrance, you know, that the enemy might place across their way. Many people will wake up today. There are all kinds of, <clears throat> excuse me, there are all kinds of challenges already <clears throat> excuse me, all already waiting. There are all kinds of trial, temptation already. Bible says, Jesus said, every day is filled with his own trial and temptation. This morning when I woke up, I had to submit myself to the Lord. It's a brand new day. God gave me this brand new day. It's an opportunity once again to offer myself. I'm not going to have what you call a carryover. All right? I don't carry over the anointing of yesterday or the power of the presence of yesterday. Well, that was good for yesterday. Yesterday is gone. It's a brand new day. All right. When you sleep, amen, you wake up to the next day, you've transited into a new day, into a new life, into a new condition of, you know, of, of, of life. God, God has given you another opportunity. <clears throat> it's for you, amen, to bring yourself in the spirit of renewal to him and say, Father, this morning, once again, I've come to you. I'm laying down my life. You've given me another opportunity to see a brand new day. Lord, this morning, I'm bringing myself, I'm offering to you my life. If there be anything in me this day that will hinder me, that could stop me, that could, you know, frustrate me from doing, from living the kind of a life that pleases you. Lord, I'm surrendering those things to you. I'm laying them down. I'm embracing your ways, your will, your plan, your purpose for me. You've got a plan and purpose for me. You have a desire for me to fulfill. You have an objective for my life for this day i'm agreeing with those objective i'm surrendering myself to you know to this objective and if there if there be anything that will stop me or hinder me from doing those things right now lord i'm asking you to get rid of those things in my life so i present my mind i present my thought i present my faculties my desire my aspirations amen my motives i present all that so you're coming clean you're coming you know you 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 leave his present a clean person amen that's that's important because if you don't do that the enemy will use all kinds of things amen i mean something might have happened yesterday all right and you didn't finish you didn't close it up all right you woke up this morning you're still thinking about those things all right somebody said something or some somebody did something to you or there's something you were supposed to get that you didn't get or right? somebody challenged you you understand and the, you see the mem the, the human mind continue or the brain continue to repeat Play. The, the brain is very good in replaying amen our past particularly if those past are negative it will replay those things i mean he, he, and when the when the mind start replaying those things amen they, they are almost like you know fresh new because you know we we feel reality from the state of our mind let me repeat that we feel reality from the state of our mind the enemy or if the enemy can project issues that happened five three four years ago all right and play them as a movie before you now you're going to feel the same thing you felt back then if it's it, if, if you felt disappointed if you felt fear and doubt that's the same thing you're going to feel amen our 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 motive excuse me not motive now our response to the challenges of life, amen, 
had, had done through, amen, through the cognitive, you know, a, a system of our minds, of our thoughts. So if we're not renewing our mind, all right, we will respond and we will react in the same way because that's how God created man. <clears throat> we can call up things that we, we, we did, you know, 10 years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, and call them into reality today and you will still feel like, wow, that thing was just done yesterday. That is some of the beauty of, you know, the, the human construct. I mean, it's like you store something in the computer. If it's stored properly, all right, if it's well stored, there are no virus there. In the next, you know, 50 years, you still get that information. That's how the human brain works. The human brain, amen, is a storage facility. So if we don't know, amen, what to store, the kind of things not to store, if we don't know what we should delete from things we should not delete, guess what? The enemy, every time you're on your computer, amen, that thing will still be there. And that's how the enemy gets so many people frustrated because they, they, have, they have not pressed delete of those problems, of those issues, of those challenges. Amen. There are things that before you go to bed, you need to click your delete. You delete them out of your mind, out of your thought, amen, out of your brain. No matter how painful, no matter how, you know, uh, uh, sorrowful, no matter how you feel, amen, about those things, you need to de press delete. You start your day afresh. And when you press delete, amen, go to your recycle bin, amen, and still get rid of them. Amen. So we, we, we need to have this understanding. And these are all part of how we walk with God, how we walk with life. Or else we will be playing, we will be replaying, amen, our past. The enemy is very good in replaying our past, in replay, replaying our failure, in replaying our weakness, in replaying, amen, our sorrow. All right. These are all emotions. Remember, we're dealing with, you know, emotions. These are all emotions. You feel the emotion. Anger, like I always say, is an emotion. All right? Hatred is an emotion. All right? Uh, uh, envy is an emotion. You know, malice is an emotion. Slander is an emotion. Some people take pride in hurting other people. You just want to hurt them. You just want to say something bad about them. You just want to wash them down. You just want to castigate them. They take pride in that. And the reason why they take pride in that is because they are insecure. They are afraid. Okay? They, they feel, you know, a... Uh, 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 you know, powerless. They feel, you know, uh, uh, you know, un unable maybe to attain or to receive or to get the same thing those people have. So they will use all kinds of things. I mean, it, it, I used to find it difficult, all right? You know, while I was growing in the law, I used to find it diff difficult that people can, in fact, plan to, you know, want to see somebody else fail in life, you know, and plan to see somebody else fall into a trap. Of course, that's what the Bible says. The, the book of Proverbs explained that to us that, the, you know, people will plan things for you just to fall and fail. It took me a while to comprehend that. I don't know, maybe it's just be, me being naive, but it took me a while that people can actually plan to harm other people. You know, but that's a reality of life, unfortunately. There are people that will watch you. There are people that are, you know, some people that will listen to you. They're watching you, but they don't really watch you because they really want to learn. But they, they're looking for loopholes. They're looking for how you can fail so that they can rejoice over that. that that's a life. I mean, the Bible talked about slander. We must get rid of slander. So slander means to, you know, to go say something about other people that are not true, that are not right. All right. 
So, so we have all this kind of attitude and characters, you know, living within our hearts. And when you look at people, what comes to your heart? When you go to places, when you see things, when you meet people, what comes to your heart? You see, these are all things that we have to be conscious of. So we don't allow the enemy to use our negative emotion to continue to sabotage our life. Amen. And destroy things and people that God has maybe placed around us or even in our workplace. We have to develop a healthy life and healthy life start with a healthy mind people if 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 our mindset amen are not healthy there's no way we can have good health in fact many sickness today many chronic sickness have been connected scientifically have been connected to people's state of mind sickness people having arthritis having heart attack having i mean today i was listening was two days ago i was listening to this doctor, you know, speak on, on you know, on um, heart disease, heart attack. And, and, he, and he's saying this is something that is becoming rife in South Africa, particularly among young people. Young people are getting heart attack. People, young people are dying, you know, just from heart attack. And, and you begin to wonder, what is the cause of all these things? Yes, they say, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle disease. But, but, but beyond that, I see it. Amen. As, as, as a disease of the state of the mind. Because what makes people get attacked? At attack. Things like that. And you're not just talking about people that are not healthy. I mean, people that are healthy. In fact, this was done in, 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 the, in connection with one of these sports, uh, uh, spot broadcaster. I can't remember his name now. I think he used to, he used to, uh, broadcast on, uh, Super spot. And this guy got an heart attack and he almost died. So he brought his doctor and they were having this conversation with JJ in this one of these new, uh, 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 um, you know, news channels. And I like to watch that, you know, JJ guy, very open. I like, I like his, his view, his, the way he, he, you know, he speaks and the way he communicates news. Just, just so natural and open. So they're talking about heart attack. And so this thing, heart attack is not just about, you know, you not getting fit. This guy, he says, in fact, I think the second heart attack he got, if I'm not mistaken, was from a gym. He just finished gymming. Yes, in fact, yes, he just finished gymming. He came out of, you know, the gym and he was on his way home when this thing attacked him. But the bottom line is this thing is attacking young people. But what the Lord brought to my attention there was, the reason why this thing is attacking young people is because of the kind of lifestyle they're living. All right? There's so much anxiety. Because the heart of heart attack is anxiety. That's the heart of heart attack. All right? You've got so many things you've got to pay. Bills. You've, you've got this car. You've got, you have three cars. You've got four cars. You've got this house you've got to maintain. You've got bills. You've got you know, children you have to send to school. I mean, these are things that really get the heart amen, anxious. You've got you know, uh, uh, you know, friends that you have to meet up in terms of standard and all kinds of things beyond just smoking, which, which is one of the biggest things he talked about. All right. It says if you want to really make sure that this thing don't attack, stop smoking. So you you've got you've got the issue of smoking. You've got the people of of course doing alcohol, but the but the heart of it is anxiety, anxiety. The Bible says it says be anxious for nothing. Philippians four six. It says be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. It says let your requests be made known unto God. 
All right? These are issues that is destroying and killing people today. I mean, there are needs here and there, but those needs should not push you to the point where, all right, your, your heart starts failing. This is, these are things the Bible says. The Bible says in the last day, the heart of people will fail them, will fail them. In other words, you just drop down and die because of the pressures of life, because you are holding on to this person. And another thing is when you're holding on to, you know, things you're not to, we are not supposed to hold on to, you know, issues you're not supposed to hold on to. There are people all their life, they are carrying, you know, uh, unforgiveness, unforgiveness. Oh, this person did that to me. That person said this about me. Oh, and then I'm not going to forgive. Well, I'll forgive, but I'll not forget. Well, you are basically creating an opportunity for you to get attacked, all right? By all this heart, 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 heart disease. So we have to begin to get rid of things that the enemy can use amen, as a leeway to destroy our, our lives. All right. Let's, let me look at Galatians. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter, chapter 5. I said, okay, I was going to start from verse 16. It says, so I say, walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So suddenly we're beginning to see that not to gratify the desires of the flesh. Remember the desires of the flesh, amen. Like this, the, like the like the term desire means the things the flesh wants to do, and the things the flesh wants to do obviously are things that are in agreement with our soul life, with our fallen human mind, our fallen human thoughts. So he says, if you walk by the spirit, you will not gratify. Gratify means, okay, to, you know, to, to, to offer it his pleasure, all right, to submit to that desire, all right, to carry it out. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. He said, for the flesh, desire what is contrary to the spirit. This is the point that I'm making. The flesh, all right, desire what is contrary to the standard of God, what is contrary to, amen, the spirit of God. And the spirit, amen, is and the spirit is contrary to the flesh. In other words, the desire of the, the desire of the spirit is contrary to that of the flesh. There's no meeting point. You can't bring the things of the spirit and the things of the flesh together. Now that is what the world wants to do. They want to talk about the things of the spirit and the thing of the flesh and bring them together and so that they can coexist. There's no coexistence, amen. In, 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 in the things of the flesh and the things of the spirit. There's no meeting point. That which is of the flesh is flesh. And that which of the flesh, amen, will lead us to what to death, to destruction. That which is of the spirit is spiritual. And that will lead, lead us to life, peace, and righteousness in God. All right? So he said, he said, he says, for the, for the, for the flesh desire what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other i like that i like that term they are in conflict i'm reading galatians chapter 5 verse 16 they are in conflict with each other so that you are you so that you are not to do whatever you want so that you are not to do whatever you want that's the key you are not to do whatever you want if i have to you know make a choice by whatever i want ah life life is going to be dangerous because if, if you have to live by your desire, a desire that has not been filtered through, amen, the, 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 the objectives of God, the plans of God, the will of God, such desire is going to lead us to destruction. 
And that's what the world wants. The world system wants to live their life the way, well, it's my life. I can do whatever I want to do. Well, you can do whatever you want to do, but guess what? Also be ready for the consequence. I could remember, you know, back then, you know, I used to tell people, look, these are things that is expected of you. You know, these are, you know, like I posted, you know, a word yesterday on uh, uh, um, one of these, uh, one of the groups, one of the uh, Franju groups. All right. And, and, and this guy who, who has been very naughty because there was a former group that I was that he also was challenging, you know, you know, you know, the things that I was saying. And this guy, all right, yesterday put it there based on what I put. What you know, what I posted that well, this is just a nice way of basically you know saying people must not challenge their pastor. Well, who says you mustn't challenge your pastor, spiritual leader? But it's so clear that if your doctor tells you, um, Mister, well, after all the tests, we realize that you you've got this problem, and for you to be able to get rid of this, for us to be able to regulate this disease or problem in your life, you have to stop X Y Z. It's easy for anybody, amen, to listen to what the doctor says because he's a professional, all right? Else the, the lawyer says, well, if, I'm, if you're going to win this case, this and this and this and this are the things you're going to do. Or if you're going to, you know, travel out of this country, the immigration says this and this and this are things, are the papers that you need, all right? It's easy for us to listen, all right, to professionals. And at the end of the day, we still realize some of these professionals are found to have compromised. I mean, there are doctors that we, we, we hear of on, on, on the news, how they've compromised. All, right? all kinds of things happening. So now, the fact that you know, you've got 10 doctors or you know, 50 doctors out there who are not representing the, you know, the profession accurately doesn't mean that all doctors some, somehow have been compromised. Now, it's, it amazes me that this is the mindset that people today have about the things of God, about pastors, about leaders. And unfortunately, yes, we know that there are people out there who are not reflecting the standard of God. And this is the reason why we have this platform to address these things. But it amazes me that people all right, just want to be negative and people just want to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, prejudicial. And so this guy, I mean, he never even read the things that I've said properly. Only for him to be challenged, this is, a, this is an easy way, this is a nice way to say people cannot challenge. Well, if the man of God, who God has given grace, wisdom, and authority, and insight into the word of God, tells you, if you live your life in this kind of you know, order, this is how amen, your life is going to end, which is what I do. I mean, when I look at people's life, I tell you, this is what God says, but you're going this way. If you continue on this path, I can assure you in the next three, four years, this is how your, your life is going to end. And it happens. So beyond just, okay, the fact that one is a prophet, but you can see through the scripture, I don't use my prophetic gift to, you know, you know, to, to bash people here and there. In fact, if I have to use that against this, like this brother, this guy that is talking, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he won't find it funny. But you, you try to reason with people. But unfortunately, people cannot, they can't see, they can't, they can't reason properly because they just want to see what they want to see. And until they hit that end, the Bible says there's a way that cement right unto man. One of the things, amen, we like it or not, that we cannot take, amen, from spirituality is that, amen, the best of the best of the best doctors, lawyers, amen, and professionals, all right, cannot deal with the things of the spirit. 
If they can, by now I'm sure they would have solved the, 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 the crime problem of South Africa and the nation. They would have solved all these problems that we have. Why is it that with all the problems we have in the world, the professionals have not been able to resolve this problem? Why is it that we're having you know, increase in crime? Why, why is it that we're hearing all kinds of crazy things that are happening today? We still heard yesterday how, you know, a, 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 a student all right, killed his own, you know, roommate. So how do you, even psychologists don't know how to deal with this thing. So for us to castigate and throw away everything that is, that is termed God, that is termed, you know, a pastor, a leader, I mean, I think is a disservice to our nation and, you know, and to the advancement of the purposes of God. And unfortunately, we've got people like that and we need to begin to tell them. And I've said to myself, when this guy again comes to on, on, on my side and he tries to, you know, make some funny, you know, uh, 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 post, I'm going to tell him to his face. I'm going to tell him, you know, to just stay away. Because, you know, these are, in fact, the Bible calls these people enemies, you know, of, of, of the advancement of the gospel. Because they're trying to be humanistic and they're, they're trying to reason out the things. You cannot reason out the things of God. We cannot, we, nobody can claim that, you know, the, the work and the ministry, amen, of spirit, spiritual, you know, spiritual development has not assisted. I mean, we have helped so many people. We're still transforming so many lives. People, people are sending us messages daily. All their lives are being imparted just on this broadcast. All right? That doesn't mean that there are people out there, all right, who are not seeking to, you know, to pull down the work of of God, amen. There are false men of God there. There are false apostles there. The Bible says so. Just like you have false pastors, false leaders, you also have false professionals. Yes. So, and this is the reason why we're saying when we correct the issues of our heart, when we correct the dysfunctionality of our heart, it's easy for us to live a life that honor, that honor God. But the problem is we want to put everyone in the same basket. And that's something that personally I'm not going to accept because that does not represent, amen, the concept of, you know, human life. Neither does it represent the, con the, the you know, the concept of spiritual you know growth so so but but that's by the way but I, I, i'm i'm flagging this on the point that we must understand what the scripture is saying to us and how to live our life totally you know uh, uh, separated from the value system that is out there because the value system that is out there that is carnal if we submit to that value is going to lead us to destruction it's going to lead us to it, it may not happen immediately but at the long run we're going to find ourselves saying how did i get to this point what happened to me well you could trace it you know, the Lord said, you know, to, to, to the people of Israel, he said several times, you know, several seasons, I send my prophet to warn you, to correct you, but you will not listen. Now you have to go into captivity. 70 years. You know, every decision we make all, you know, have their melting point. They've got their boiling point. Every decision we make in life. You know, you tell people, don't do this. Don't go that part. No, no, you can't tell me that. No, 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 no. So they get angry with you. Okay, then you leave them. Then a few months down the line, a few years down the line, they're in the pit. Now they cry, oh, somebody help me. Well, why couldn't you just listen and respond? You know, the reason why amen, God sent people into our life, particularly people who are spiritually mature, who have experience is for us not to make mistakes that others have made so when they tell you no that part is going to lead you to destruction <laughs> you're looking at it it seems right but nah, that thing is going to lead you to you know to make an accident but you cannot see it 
But the person who's got sight, who's got an understanding, is saying it. that Don't follow that path. Well, they just continue until they make an accident. Why must you have to get to the point of accident for you to realize, wait a minute, I was on the wrong path. Why can't we trust? That's our problem. We do not have, you know, the capacity or we lack the capacity to trust. And this is a big problem in human life today that the concept of trust has been thrown away. Nobody wants to trust somebody again. again. And I understand, all right, if, if you trust people and, and they abuse that trust, that's a different thing. But I'm talking about people who have lived their life to what, that's the reason why God said I send them prophets. Prophets are there to, you know, to warn us, to correct us, all right? And we have to listen and, and try to walk in that which they say, or else we are going to end up, all right, in that position of, you know, uh, 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 regret. What happened to me? How did I get to this point? So the, the scripture says, amen, they act, you know, let me take verse 17 again. The flesh desire what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever, whatever you want. You are not to do with whatever you want. If you have to listen to your impulse, if you have to walk and respond to your desire, if you have to respond based on how you feel, if you have to respond amen, based on how you think, Ah, you're going to be responding in a negative way. You're going to be responding, amen, in, in, in a way that will play into the hands of the enemy. Verse 18 says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not controlled, amen. You are not hijacked, amen. You are not manipulated by the law, all right. The law of life. Bible says the law of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. So you've got to understand the context of the law that he's talking about here. There is a law of sin and death that is at work in human, fallen human nature. And that thing will get you down. That thing will bring you down. If you want to live your life based on your own instincts, based on your own feelings, based on your own five sensory faculty, ah, that thing is going to bring you down. If you are led by the Spirit, then you are not under the law. If you are led by the Spirit, then you are regulated by a higher law. That's what we're talking about. So let's read verse uh, 19. Then he, uh, in verse 19, Paul now began to highlight what he calls amen the activity amen of the flesh he highlighted for us amen the act because it's important we understand this in context of what we're dealing with remember paul is contrasting amen the activities amen the, the, the nature of the flesh from the nature of the spirit we want to live by the spirit not by the flesh we don't want to live by our falling kind of you know a lifestyle we don't want to live by our falling kind of you know way of thinking we want to live our life by the new life we have in christ jesus so in verse 19 it says the acts of the flesh are obvious what what does it mean by the acts of the flesh the behavior the character the belief system the value system amen of of the falling nature of the falling life it says the act the practice the, you know, the, the, the ministry, the manifestation of the flesh are obvious. Then he went. It says sexual immorality. 
sex is good but when it's when it's done in an immoral environment then it's perverted because sex is designed by god amen between a husband and a wife not just between a man and a woman no we have to define it between a husband amen and a wife it's in that context amen that sex becomes amen pleasurable and and good amen in the eyes of the lord and that is the context that we have to promote and maintain all right today people doing all kinds of things in the name of their 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 own desire and after you know they've done it then they realize oh what have i done oh well it's too late you have to bear the consequence he said the act of the flesh are obvious sexual that's the first thing he mentioned and these are things that people even don't want to hear today. We talk about these things like, oh, no, no, don't talk, don't talk to me about that. Well, it's part of it's part of our life. It's part of who we are. And in fact, this this these are the things that regulate, that define many of the actions, many of the decisions that we make. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. So he says, the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fit of rage. This is anger in another level. <laughs> Fits of rage, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions. That's a big one. Faction, yes, that group, that group, that group, that group against this group. There are a lot of factions today in the body of Christ in the name of network. Yet there are factions. That person is not going to talk to that person. That group is not going to talk to that group. If you are in that group, then you cannot talk to the people in this group. As long as you are in that pastor's group, then you cannot relate to you know, the, you know, the church in that group or that man of God or that people. These are factions. Yeah? This is what Paul is saying. These are part of the acts of the flesh. These are part of the act of the flesh dissension you bring people down you you bring your life so low you bring other people down dissensions factions and envy drunkenness uh -oh. a lot of people today they say well there's not the bible never say you know uh, don't drink well it's there drunkenness to the point that people today they drink to stupor their life has been captured when something takes over amen your habit your lifestyle that thing becomes your god it controls you just like cigarette nicotine is destroying so many young people today their life is being snuffed out not only are they dying amen you know uh, uh, you know biologically but in their mindset they are being they are being drained it's like you're living your life under the influence of something else. You, it's like you're trying to kickstart your life by a substance. That thing destroys. Drunkenness. Orgies. What, is, what are orgies? Ungodly passions. Ungodly desires. You just get up in the morning. You start feeling lustful. You start. You want to sleep with somebody else. You want to. You know, up people have all kinds of urges. You want to do something crazy. You want to hurt somebody. You know. You you just want to slander somebody. Urges. It's, it's a desire. It's a desire. You just have this urge. You just have this urge. And the urge, amen, is not godly. So what do you do? This is part of what we're talking about. You bring your mind, you bring your mind under the authority, under the influence. That's why I keep saying the fact that you had victory yesterday, 
does not mean that that victory is guaranteed today. No, you have to daily bring yourself. Because listen to this. You can't stop a bird from flying over your head. Just like you can't stop a thought, amen, from flying, from coming through your mind. But you can stop the thought, amen. You can hinder the thought. You can frustrate the thought, amen, from residing in you. Yes, thought comes, but you must let them go. Yes, you got to understand that many things that come to your mind, amen, are not the product of your mind. They just come. The enemy releases certain thoughts. That's how the devil fights. He brings certain thoughts to us. You can decide to accept that thought or reject the thought. You can decide to believe in the thought or refuse the thought. I mean, I choose to refuse them. Like I said, growing up, I had a lot of challenges growing up. I struggle with, you know, hatred, pride, anger, you know, malice, you know, a lost. I struggle. So I know about all these things that, the, you know, the scripture is talking about. I'm not one of those pastors that tell you, no, 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 I never had a problem with these things. That, that's a lie. Let's, let's face the fact. Because these are things that are born out of our fallen human nature. They are born out of our fallen human nature. All right. If you if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, it doesn't stop there. Your soul needs to be saved. Your soul needs to be brought under the authority, under the influence, under the power, under the government of God on a day-to-day -day basis. In fact, on an hour-to-hour basis. Because why you think you've got victory yesterday? Well, I dealt with that thing yesterday. Wow, victory. Hallelujah. Before you before you continue clapping, the devil is waiting for you. So you live, that's why it says live by the Spirit. You live by the Spirit. In Romans, Paul says, when you live by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the works, the desires of the flesh. In fact, that's what he said in verse 16 of the scripture. He says, so I say to you, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. All right? Paul says, there is nothing good in my flesh. He's not saying his flesh is evil. He's just saying it's easy for his flesh to easily listen amen, to, the, to the lies of the enemy. And once you bring yourself under the divine authority and regulation of the spirit, it's easy amen, to walk in the spirit, to live a life. One of the easiest ways to live a life that honor God is to live by the spirit. Is to live by the spirit, to live by the authority, to live by the instrument, to live by the constitutions of amen, the spirit of God, which is found in the word of God. So if you're going to live a victorious life, two things must happen to you. You must know how to meditate on the word of God and you must also know how to apply the word of God to your life. You must know how to meditate. When you meditate on the word of God, the meditation does what? It reconfigures. Remember, meditation, amen, is Putting your attention on something. That's one beauty. That's one thing about meditation. It's focusing. Putting your attention on something. Remember that what you, what you give your attention to, you automatically become at the long run. You, you, you will eventually become what you give your attention to. So when you give your attention to the word of God, amen, you keep constantly looking at the word of God. You know, and that, that, that will take me back to you know, uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, which we're going to look at soon. When you do that, what happens is that your mind begins to get reconfigured. You know you can reconfigure the way you think. You can reconfigure it. Because of that initial process of, of reconfiguring, of changing, 
a lot of people give up. A lot of people get tired. So no, because you know when when you start, maybe in the first three, four, five days a week, it's a bit challenging. But if you can pass one week, amen, of constant adjusting your mind, all right. Focusing your mind on the word of God, on the things of God, and you're allowing your, your mind to constantly think about the things of God, think about the word of God, think about what God expects of you. You know what you're doing? You're indirectly rewiring the way you think. By the next week, you're going to realize that your mind, the way you think is changing. If you do that for 21 days, you're on your way to victory. But you see, we don't do that most time. We don't do that most time. We just, oh, we just go through the motion of some spiritual, you know, uh, gymnastic. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, thank you. This morning, uh, you just, you know, you know that prayer you pray. You just pray that prayer and you study your Bible the way you study it. In fact, you don't study. You read the Bible, all right, and you just continue. While you continue out there, the enemy is waiting for you. Just the first person you meet that says the, ne the negative thing to you gets you down. Because, you see, your mind has not been configured amen, to approach things differently. Your mind has not been configured, reconfigured to approach, to see people differently. You see, if you see things the way you see them regularly, you, re you relate the way you relate to things regularly, you will always make the same mistake. You will always make the same mistake. So what you want to do, amen, is to reprogram how you communicate, how you interact, how you view, how you connect, amen, how you, you know, respond, how you talk, how you speak. You want to do that, but to do that successfully, it's not just it's not just through the power of positive thinking. Somebody said, just be positive. How do you get posit positivity if you don't have positive words on the inside of you? What are you going to be positive about? What are you going to deal with the problem if you don't have the word of God in you? You can't be positive, but somebody just say, oh, just think positive. You cannot think positive if you have not deposit the right word on the on the on, on your mind. If you have not reconfigured, you see. The mind will always produce after its kind. Hallelujah. So let me read 19 and 20 again. Then I'll read 22. Then we should be rounding up. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, Fits, fits of range, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. Then he went further. Drunkenness, hodges, and they likes. In other words, there are many, and they likes. I warn you, as I did before. Yes, Paul, saying to the Corinthian church. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this, who live like this, these things we've highlighted, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, one of the things I learned growing up is when I see statements like this and, you know, and this kind of conclusion, then I begin to ask myself, Isaiah, how do you adjust yourself? Because I want to inherit the kingdom of God. I want to inherit. So no matter what I do in terms of, oh, the kingdom, if it's outside this concept of 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 you know of warning or exaltation it's not going to happen 
Then in verse 22, he says, but the fruit of the spirit, remember, he just highlighted the acts of the flesh, which you can term as a fruit of the flesh. In verse 22, he, he then went further to begin to highlight what he calls the fruit of the spirit. Remember that you're, 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 you're a spirit. When you give your life to Jesus, your spirit comes alive. You become a new person. All right? Becoming a new person doesn't mean that you are automatically changed in the way amen, you live your life. Your, your spirit is alive. But your soul, amen, that has been the driver, that has been in the driver's seat, that has been in charge of your life, Amen. It's still going to flex its muscle of want of wanting to, you know, continue to control your life. But you have to depose the soul, and that's what we're dealing with. Okay. So you can see people that are born again, all right, but they're still struggling with, you know, fits of rage. They're still struggling with selfish ambition. They're still struggling with jealousy because those things are not in the realm of their spirit. Those things, amen, abide. They are resident in the soul. And that's, that's why you've got to take the authority of the Spirit by walking in the Spirit, amen, in agreement with the Word of God and begin to address those things and say, no, sorry, now I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now I've given my heart to the Lord. Now, amen, I've been born again. Therefore, fits of rain, jealousy, discord, hatred, witchcraft, idolatry, debauchery, impurity, sexual immorality, you know, all those things, envy, drunkenness, orgies, you have no place in my life. You have no place in my thoughts. You have no place, amen, in my thinking faculty. Now I have the mind of Christ. Now I have, amen, the, 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 the belief system that is born out of Christ. My entire faculty, amen, is, is, is born anew. Now you can say, I bind my heart, my soul, my body, amen, to the will of God. Now I'm asking, let the kingdom of God come and dwell in me. You begin to pray like that, I tell you, something begins to happen. It's going to take a gradual process, but I can tell you the change will happen, will eventually happen, but it's going to take a while. But that's not a problem. Time is not a problem when it comes to engaging the transformation, amen, of your carnal falling soul. Time is in consequence, amen. Time does not count when it comes to bringing your soul bringing your faculty, bringing your entire life under the authority and the governing leadership of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Have you noticed that the fruit of the Spirit are characters or values that people should operate by they, these these things that we call the fruit of the spirit are supposed to be a, the condition or the reflection of the human life in other words if i'm walking by the spirit i should exhibit love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness you know faithfulness gentleness self-control these are products of the spirit they are not products of you know just being positive 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 minded you see being positive minded is different from amen allowing these things to come from the fruit he said the fruit in other words these are what 
the abiding life, the abiding presence of God produces in our life, at least to us as individuals. It goes more than this. But when you say somebody that is that is born again, filled of the Spirit and walking with God, should be walking in the manifestation of love. There should be joy in your life. Remember I was saying yesterday, or was two days ago, joy is not as a result of you getting something or you getting an increment or you getting paid or you getting uh, uh, or you won a jackpot or you know you bought something new joy is a manifestation of the presence of god in our life so is love love is a manifestation of the presence of god in our life not because you fell in love with a woman not because you fell in love with a man not because you know somebody said something nice to you no this thing is a product not because somebody was nice or kind to you this thing is a product amen of the redeemed spirit of the redeemed spirit so so you should be able to express love in the midst of hate because expressing love amen is not a direct result of of what people's done to you or said to you is as a result of your connection with God. I, I hope you you get what I'm talking about. You know because we express love based on how people treat us, all right? How people treat us. So we reciprocate in love. If you love me, I'm gonna love you back. What happened if people hate you? Would you still love? You see, our love should not be produced or should not be defined by the environment we find ourselves. Our love should not be defined, amen, on an horizontal level. Our love should be defined by, amen, a vertical, excuse me, our love should not be defined by an horizontal level. Yes, our love should be de de defined, I'm missing it. Our love should be divine, de de defined by, amen, an horizontal reality, not on a vertical level. If you define love based on, you know, you know, vertical, you know, what people did, what people say, so you respond. You're going to get to a point where you're going to be frustrated. Love should be defined, amen, on an horizontal. It must flow from heaven down. It must flow from heaven. When it flows from heaven down, amen, it's easy for you to release it to people. But if you're depending on, you know, what people give to you, you know, you to get, <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Because certain people will, I tell you, they don't care. They, they don't. They, and we know that. And that's the point I'm making. We don't do what we do because of how people respond to us. We do what we do because of what God said to us. Hallelujah. The fruit of the spirit is love. Is joy. What I'm bringing out is all of this a character of the human nature, but of the redeemed human nature. They are character of the redeemed human nature. They are character of the redeemed have you noticed that there is nothing you know superficial or super spiritual about this fruit of the spirit they are all things that we see that we can feel that we can relate to in the human level i mean you can touch love you can touch joy you can touch peace you can touch forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness these are things that when you live by imagine this makes you highly productive you become a highly productive person if you just have this you know capacity and maybe you have this capacity and you mix it with your skill my word you be one of the best you know uh, resource person around today before you get to be employed in today's world they want to see if you have i mean what is called you know uh, emotional intelligence these are emotional intelligence 
You, you are aware. You are aware of your environment. You are aware of other people, and you know how to behave, how to interact with you know with your with your with your with your wall, with your environment. I mean, there are people who are walking in good in, in nice places. They are very good with their walk, but guess what? They don't have love. They don't have joy. They don't have peace. They are not kind. They don't have forbearance. They are not faithful, but they are very good with what they do. Those kind of people will not last in the in the last in these last days. Because any, everybody, you know, uh, employers, they want to be able to employ people who have amen, this character. But these are characters of the spirit. That's the point that I'm making. Imagine you have, you have a home that this character exists. Wow. You will want to go home. Imagine you have a, you have a home amen, that this character is not in existence. You don't want to go home. You don't want to go home. You don't want, who wants to go to a house amen, where there is no love, where there is no joy, where there is no peace, where there is no forbearance, where there is no kindness, where there is no goodness? Who wants to stay in a house, in an environment where there is no gentleness? Everybody speaks like, you know, everybody talks on everybody. Everybody screams. Everybody, oh, you know, nobody wants. No, you want to stay away. You want to come back home when everybody's fast asleep. Yes. That's what happens in some in some marriages, all right? The man gets home late in the night when everybody is falls asleep. Because there is no love, there is no joy, there is no forbearance, there's no kindness, there's no goodness. In the same, I mean, imagine you walk in a place, you're walking in a company, you're well paid, but the environment in terms of, you know, a, a, a character is toxic. In an environment where there is hate, where there is, you know, all kinds of evil conflict there. No matter how good you are, no matter how well paid you are, you want to look for somewhere else. I've seen people who live in a, a, a workplace based on the environment. No, I can't work on this environment. This environment is too, you know, it's too toxic. I can't work here. Particularly if they are very good. When they know that they can be, you know, they can easily get a job, they leave. Yes. So this, this, this is good for us. So I want to I want to work on my capacity to love, amen, to walk in joy, in peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Self-control. Listen to this. Against such thing, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus Christ, have crucified the flesh with his passion and desire. Listen to this. Those who belong to Jesus Christ, this is where the rubber meets the rope. Those who belong to Jesus Christ, the scripture says, have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. This just kind of summarized the whole things that we've been talking about. Those who belong to Jesus Christ. Now, how many people sincerely that you know who claim, I belong to Jesus Christ, but yet they have not <laughs> crucified the flesh. The flesh is still very much alive. Their anger is still very much alive. Their pride is still very much alive. Their debunkery, their hatred is still very much alive. They still, they still revel in conflict. They love it. Several, several people like that. Say those those who belong to Jesus Christ, those who belong—that's the key word. Those who belong. Now, 
If something belongs to me, it's mine, isn't it? I can do whatever I want to do with it. That's what that's the definition of belong. If you belong to somebody, amen, that person basically haunts you. That person tells you what to do. That person tells you, amen, you know how to live life. You it's like a slave. Amen. A slave belongs to the master. He said, those who belong to Jesus Christ. This is one of the character. This is one of the things we notice about them. They have crucified. Think about it. Let the scripture be something you're going to meditate on today. Those who belong to Jesus Christ. Galatians 5.24. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified. Not they will. Not they might. They have done it. Have you noticed from all the things that we've been saying that these are things that you have to do for yourself. These are not things that Christ, amen, do for you. These are things you have to do for you to step into that arena, into that realm, into that reality, amen, of a life that is, you know, exhibiting the very inheritance, the very capacity, amen, of the new life in Christ Jesus. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have, have crucified the flesh. It's passion. I like it because it's not qualifying what it means. Amen. To live a life of the flesh. It's passions and desires. It says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep, let us, let us, let us keep in the step with the Spirit. Yes, I know you say you're in the Spirit. <laughs> I know you say you're in the Spirit. You, are, you live by the Spirit. It says, so then, let us keep in the step of the Spirit. Remember what I said earlier on? This is not something you claim you did once yesterday. You had victory yesterday. No, no. It doesn't work that way. Because your, your victory of yesterday, in fact, can be the very spot of your defeat today. If we live by the Spirit, let us. That's the admonition of, of Apostle Paul. If we live by the Spirit, let us keep in the step. Don't, not, don't walk outside the step. Don't seek something else. Let us live, amen, in the step. Let us live in the step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is to the church. Let us become conceited. Excuse me. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying. Come on. I love the scripture. This is where I'm going to round up this morning. What a word. This is the path to victory, spiritual victory. But not just spiritual victory. Because if we claim we have spiritual victory, it must manifest in the human realm. And this is what he's talking about. The fruit of the spirit, amen, is love. Love you see. Joy. You feel it. Peace. You feel it. Forbearance, you feel it. These are all things that are humanly. These are not something dangling in the spirit somewhere that you can't touch, you can't see. Uh -uh. This, amen, if you walk in the spirit, if you live by, amen, the authority of the spirit, Paul says it will be manifest in the human realm. Your boss will see it. Your neighbor will see it. Your friends will see it. All right? Your colleague will feel it. The janitor in your workplace will know it. You won't walk past the janitor and look at how he as if yeah, she's nothing. All right. The life of the spirit 
Amen. Is reflective in a perfected humanity. The life of the spirit is reflective in perfected humanity. I keep saying, I keep using this term. Spirituality is housed in humanity. Christ was housed. Amen. In Jesus Christ. It became Jesus Christ. A body you have prepared for me. What kind of a body this morning are you going to present to that which you claim you know in the spirit? Would you allow Christ to lead and guide you? Would you do things by the spirit or do things, amen, by your own mind and allow your mind to guide you? Sometimes the Holy Spirit, amen, prompts us to do certain things. But guess what? Because we are still full of our own self. We're still full of our own pride. We're still full of our own way. We refuse the voice of the Spirit because then we're thinking, what will people think of me? What will somebody say about me? How will this person look at me? Well, you're not going to grow in the things of God because at the end of the day, the things of God, amen, must be carried out in obedience. Obedience must be seen, must become reality in the human realm. Father, we thank you. These are food for our soul. You've continued to speak to us. And we appreciate your voice. May we not be just hearers of the word, only deceiving ourselves. May we be doers of it. This brand new day, as we begin, we ask you, Father, to enable us to rise up in the authority, in the power of what we have heard this morning so much you've said to us and we want our life to bring pleasure glory and honor to you you have continually spoken to us you began to speak to us with first peter chapter 2 and so much you have said oh god that we need to look into that we need to meditate on that we need to yield ourselves on so that we can begin to bear the fruit that pleases you. It says, therefore, rid yourself of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Father, we receive these words. We read ourselves this morning of malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. That we will not be people who slander others with our mouths, with our thoughts. That we will not be envious of others, be it in their spiritual work, in their material position, or their financial status. These are things that you negate, that you stand against. We must never. You say we must not live in deceit. De deception means to say what we don't mean. To say something that means something different. To lead people astray. Father, help us. Deliver us. From this falling carnal human nature. The heart of the redemptive work of our Lord Jesus. Is a reconfiguration of human nature. We want our nature to be reconfigured. And the reason for that is. So that all that you have promised us. We can fully benefit from them. We can walk in the power of the resurrect, re re resurrected life. Many wants the power. Many wants to walk in your glory. Many wants to see your presence. But we have not made a house ready and prepared for you. We have not 
in fact giving our heart, our life, our suke, our faculty to you in such a way that you can come and have residence. So this morning, Father, we pray. May your spirit continue to minister to us. May we discard that which you discard. May we reject that which you reject. And may we embrace that which your spirit, oh God, design our life. So once again, we pray this morning. Our soul, we bind to you. Our thoughts, we bind to you. Our desires, we bind to you. Our aspirations, we bind to you. We lose this morning the activities of the enemy. We lose out of our life unforgiveness, hatred, backbiting, wrongdoings, envy, slander, debunkery, like you said, malice, drunkenness. Yes, we lose those things. We reject those things out of our life. We proclaim this morning that those things have no authority. They have no control over our life in the name of Jesus. We, we stand against everything and anything that is contrary, oh God. We take our flesh. We crucify it like you said. Anyone who belongs to Jesus have crucified. He's our flesh. We crucify the flesh this morning. We proclaim that we live by the Spirit. We are victorious. Thank you, Father, for your Spirit that will continue to enable us, empower us, energize us to be indeed a worthy vessel for you. We bless you. May your kingdom come into our lives this morning, into our space, into our homes, into our family, into our career, our ministry, whatever we represent, oh God. We pray, may your kingdom come in there, oh God. Teach us how to live for you, how to honor you, how to glorify you. Help us to live, oh God, in that horizontal dimension of love, oh God. Help us. Help us. As our mind gets to be renewed. You said this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you must meditate on it day and night. Father, we thank you that we will continue to meditate on your word. And your word will continue to grow in us, continue to develop in every area of our life. And your word will bring us total victory from the activities of the flesh. We bless you for this wonderful day, this Sunday, oh God. We pray for those that will be going to various places of fellowship this morning. May truth, oh God, bring them to the place of decision. May truth bring them to the place of decision for you. May truth bring them to the place of transformation. May we not get used to hearing the word and not be doers of it. We pray this morning, oh God, touch the lives, touch the heart, touch the mouth of your leaders, oh God. Make them instrumental, God, in the work of spiritual development and transformation. Thank you, Spirit of God, this morning that the power of reformation will flood our city as the word of God permeates the atmosphere. We pray for this nation, oh God, have your way. We break the activity, the works of darkness. Have your way. Take your place. Reign over the nation of South Africa. Take your place. Rule and reign over our nation. Take your place. May your kingdom come this morning. We thank you. 
We glorify your name. We thank you for the economy of this nation. Thank you for a change. Thank you for deliverance, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God. Many today are going through so much pain. The, economic, the, the economy of this nation, our Father, needs to be touched, needs to be renewed, needs to be revived. Father, we pray and we ask, O oh God, intervene on our behalf. That your name may be glorified. May your prophetic desire and intention for this nation not fail. We push it forth. We bring it forth. We pray it forth. May your kingdom come over this nation of South Africa. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Once again, I want to thank everybody this morning for connecting. Thank you for listening. I want to thank God for his will, his plan, his purpose in our life. May God continue to empower us. May we not be tired of looking into this concept of soul food. Listen to this message, download it, share with your friends. In the next uh, half an hour, you will be able to have it uh, on, you know, on my timeline on Facebook and in some and on in the other platforms that we, we we broadcast from. Right. So please continue to live your life in the love of God. Continue to live your life in the mercy of God. Continue to live your life in the truth and the truth will set you free. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.